Many years ago, we discovered the ability to travel through sound. We learned that the fundamental stuff of the universe was sound vibration. This was when we discovered the sonic landscapes. We learned that songs and sounds collected together pulled by the gravitational forces of theme, meaning, and vibration. Today, we invite you to explore with us as we travel the sonic tapestries and enter the soundscape.
nothing you Welcome to Soundscape. I can't. I don't know how to fix that. Uh, hey guys, uh, we're trying out a new rig, so if you're hearing some uh, static right now, we're gonna work on that. Figure out what's going on. Um, but yeah, exciting stuff. We have a new rig. We have special guests here. We have our good friend Mike and and Liz. Hello. Hello. 
<laughs> hey, and you can hear everybody. Yeah, you can hear everybody. And we have our good friend, Mr. Chris Brown. Uh, hello. <laughs> I'm, I'm on the floor at the moment. He's, he's getting set up. He's falling and he can't get up. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I really do. Are, are people out there hearing the uh, the staticky stuff that I'm hearing? That's what I want to know right now. Let's see. Static sound. He says, other than the static sound, it's very clear. I can't yeah. find where the static is coming from. Yeah, and it wasn't happening before, so it just ha- it's just started. Yeah, it just so. started. Which is weird. So we'll let uh, we'll let our sound guy there Chris take care of some things. Well, that turned it down a little bit. Yep. Weird. Okay. So hi. Um, <laughs> we're really just playing around. There's a, a yeah. set list that I have put together here that uh, is newer music, and. Then we're going to have a time where we're going to let Chris take over the reins. And uh, we'll also have a time where we let Mike and Liz take over the reins. Woohoo! So, exciting show for you all. Yay! Yay! Kind of a soundscape reunion kind of thing going on here. Ooh, what'd you just do? Uh, the static. Well, okay, so I actually I I, 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 I have guitar in hand. And oh. in order to have guitar, you must have amp. Yes. And yes. amps make noise. That's so what it is. It was the amp. The, that's what Suzanne Vega the said. Amps make noise. On, on, the, on the microphone for the amps. So there you go. Oh, there and I was go. looking for it, but I couldn't find it. Okay, hi guys. Hi, we're back with no static. <laughs> Woohoo! So this is this will be a lot of fun, but it's just kind of a test no situation static. so that we no. can. Uh, uh, what? He was singing FM by Steely no Dan. Static. Oh, no static at all. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. I promise. We open with Anthony Phillips, <laughs> Which Way the Wind Blows. That was uh, Phil Collins on vocals. Very nice. Thank you, Phil. Uh, and then Super Tramp, Gone Hollywood, because uh, Mr. Brown has just been talking about this song for a while, and it's stuck in my head now. Uh, I hadn't listened to it in a long time, so and you can never you can never go wrong with Super Tramp. Precious Memories with that song. Yeah. Uh, what? Precious Memories with that song. Precious Memories with that song. Definitely. I, I'll have to hear about that at some time. Or maybe I shouldn't hear about that. Maybe that's something we shouldn't talk about on air. Never mind. Um, <laughs> we're <laughs> we're going to move on now uh, with some new music from a band called Cosmo Squad. I uh, The new album is called The Morbid Tango. And we're going to listen to the title track. And uh, after, after the set, we're going to tell you a little bit more about them. But we're going to listen to a couple new tracks and then we'll come back to you. So enjoy this. We'll get all set up and uh, moving along. And uh, we'll see you in chat. Here we go.
That is the new threshold here on progrock.com with Soundscape. Um, that's The Man Who Saw Through Time. That is the newest album. It's a double album. And uh, it sees some it sees the return of some previous members of Threshold. So that's, that's pretty cool. For that, we hear Cosmo Squad with Morbid Tango. And that is the title of their new album. And Susie's going to tell you a little bit about Cosmo Squad. So they are a trio. Um, based out of L.A., but I think they started out in, like, the Midwest. Um, Jeff Coleman is the main guitarist, and then Shane Gallus is drums, Kevin Chown is bass. And they actually met, ironically enough, at in Phoenix, Arizona, at a rehearsal studio. Um, so they were all uh, session musicians that kind of got together. Jeff Coleman had his own solo um solo albums that he had was making and he was also with a um a prog metal band called edwin dare prior to this so he had broken that up and was doing some solo stuff when he met these two guys and these two guys have been on his solo albums as well but they decided they enjoyed playing together enough to um create an a band of for themselves called cosmo squad so they've done a lot of stuff um i think this they don't really have an a website per se they have a facebook page which is actually very informational and interesting and if you'd like to know more about them then um it's just you know facebook forward slash cosmos squad but and then they have a twitter presence as well cosmos squad us at twitter so at yeah at At cosmos squad basically i guess i didn't have to say at <laughs> I kind of figured people would know that piece of it. It's like www. Now everybody knows what exactly. www is. Now we don't use it anymore. We just say progrock.com or something like that. They would consider it's it's prog metal, but not like heavy heavy metal. It's prog light metal. I don't know what you call it, but yeah, it's a uh, prog heavy prog maybe heavy prog. More if you want to use the progressive rock archives, yeah. kind of because <laughs> it's not quite metal. Prog metal that I that I would consider prog metal, but it's heavier than. It's adult contemporary. There metal. you go. Oh, I like that adult contemporary <laughs> metal. That's perfect. <laughs> anyway, this is pretty pretty great stuff. Um, and this is, I think, their third. Um, it might be their fourth album, actually. I didn't realize. I, I I only I only have two, so I didn't realize yeah. that they had been going that long. Yes, so they have quite a few albums so um but obviously you can get those through cd baby or you can go to jeff coleman himself has his own store and he has his own website so you can also go to jeffcoleman.com and coleman is k-o-l-l-m-a-n yeah it's a good thing you spelled that because i had c-o-l-e-m-a-n in my head is just right there and jeff is j-e-f-f it's not any not (laughs) g-e-o-f-f So that, uh, sorry, if, if that's uh, no, if there are any Jeffs out there who spell that, that, that it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> You're Pretentious, making fun of fine. Jeff, Jeffrey. <laughs> You're shaking the caravan, Jeffrey. <laughs> How did I know you were going there? Because I had to. You spell your name wrong, but there's nothing wrong with that. 
<laughs> is yeah. what he's saying. Yeah, I mean, he is judging you. Yes. From a distance. You, you can't get to me. Um, I'm somewhere else. Anyway. Okay. So, like I said, we're just having a good time here. We're checking out our new equipment, which is sounding fabulous right now. Hopefully everybody in chat recognizes that. Well, it doesn't matter. Whoever's listening, you recognize it. We have 70 listeners right now. 70 Woo-hoo! listeners. You see, you improved the audio quality. I and know. It's true, and that's what around. That is fantastic. Sweet. So when, we when can... we're not making white noise, I know. Right? people want to listen. Horrible, Imagine that. Horrible static. Not aquatic underwater Daleks or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> that's my favorite description. Aquadaleks. Aquadaleks. That's the, that's, that'll be in the new... Uh, what's her name? We'll have to uh, handle the Aquadaleks. You know, that, that's a really good story. They've never talked about Daleks underwater. Aquadaleks. That's fascinating They concept. don't have to go upstairs anymore. <laughs> and they all float down there. Oh. <laughs> oh, you had to bring that in. All right. Have to be topical. Moving on. Mm. Moving, Moving on. on. All right. So we're going to move on to Caribo. I think I'm pronouncing the name of that correctly. Their new album is called From, the Here, From Here to the Impossible. And... Uh, we're going to hear a song called System of a Dream, not to be confused with System of a Down. All right. Enjoy. Come. Come. Lose yourself in the wilderness of color. Made from a dream. Forged in your creative fire.
You're listening to Soundscape on progrock.com. And do I even need to say .com anymore? I can just say progrock. Yeah. I, I would assume people know that to put the .com in. Right. It's, but... it's like, you know, it's kind of automatic. You know, I remember I was, uh, this is just kind of telling tales now. I was at an Alan Parsons show. We were in Clearwater, Florida. <laughs> and I wanted to get Alan to do a, oh, yes. a bump. Yeah. When we were at Dividing Line. Dividing Line. And I was so clunky about it because I'm like, no, I want you to say the whole website, dividingline.com. I want you to say the whole website. <laughs> he made and I have re- it. You made, you made him re-record it because he didn't say No, he, he wasn't happy with it on many occasions. And I just felt stupid because I'm sitting here directing in some way Alan Parsons. I'm like, this is just not right. This is, I, I should not be doing this <laughs> at was, all. He was so nice about it, too. That was the amazing he was very friendly. He was I mean, very friendly. So you were producing Alan Parsons is what you're yes. telling me. For just a short moment. <laughs> wow. Okay. And then I have to put this story with it because we saw Alan and the band here at Variety Playhouse in Atlanta. And <laughs> we were leaving. And it just so happened that we were at the traffic light on Peachtree. And right next to us was Alan driving um, it was, Scott's car. It was a gorgeous. It was like a red Corvette. I think it was or Scott something. Holder's car. It was yeah, beautiful. And he was revving the engine and looking at me. <laughs> it's got a drag race. And I'm Alan like, in, we're in like a Toyota. So <laughs> this little, this Honda, it was a Honda Civic. Yes, it was the Honda Civic. It was a Honda right. Civic. That's right. Tiny little hatchback Honda Civic. Like we'd go anywhere. 
I'm, I'm, ha- I'm having a vision here. I'm, I'm having a vision <laughs> because this happened to me once at a, at a traffic light. I was I was sitting there and I was just in. Um, let's see, what was I? Oh, I was driving. That was back when I had a stupid little uh, Chevrolet. Um, uh, I don't know, budget car, whatever it was, and um, so I pull up to the stoplight, and then this, for lack of a better term, redneck pulls up next to me in you know some souped up you know Camaro or whatever. Yeah, and he starts revving the engine. He looks over at me. He goes, "Y'all too." <laughs> I'm, I'm having this. I'm having this vision of Alan Parsons behind the wheel of of a of this giant man behind the wheel of of, of a Corvette, Corvette, looking at you, go, y'all too. In his British accent. Yes, it has to be. It has to be British hickish. I don't know if you can do that. No, that, that I can't do. So yeah, I, yeah I'm there's, probably, a, and, there's a hey, south you, everywhere. Hey, what do you? There's a south everywhere. Probably want to. Uh, oh no, no, no. That's well. You might want to turn my mic down just a, just a hair. Cause I th- yeah, that's it. Just a hair. Just a hair. Because it's, it's turned clipping down just hair. a little bit. There we go. There we go. Because I don't want to. I don't want to make any eardrums bleed yet. <laughs> He'll get you that though. Yeah. So uh, we just listened to new music from Caribou, and new music from Stephen Wilson, and new. Well, no, not new music from Sticks. That's actually from yes. Cyclorama, Cyclorama album, which. Uh, but it, it's the one just before this recent uh, the mission, which. I, there's a lot of good tracks on there, and I, since I've been playing the mission so much, I wanted to go back and check out Cyclorama because that's you know that's post Dennis DeYoung and yet still fantastic sticks. So, um, Susie's going to tell us a little bit about Caribou, 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 which is spelled K-A-R-I-B-O-W because I was confused about that. Um, they are a German band, and um, they started out. It was founded by Oliver Rusing in 1996 so they've been around for quite a long time we have played them before this isn't the first album we've played from no they had an album they just released last year actually yeah um and they've they've had a lot of of success in germany they're fairly huge they've won several awards from the kind of the german version of the grammys i guess um best progressive band all that kind of stuff um and i think they're probably best known for holofinium which was yeah that was the one that we played from yeah and that that's their biggest album and it actually has a whole bunch of people that were involved in it such as sean timms from unitopia michael sadler from saga uh colin tench yeah that's right colin Colin tench was on there that's right from corvus stone and um so they've had a lot of of success with this album and um, it is, there are four of them, and unfortunately, the problem is, <laughs> their website is great. They do have a website, carbo.com, um, but when you go to the About a Band part, it takes you to their Wikipedia page, which is in German. Oh, I didn't realize it was in German. Yes, which I have a smattering of German, but not enough to interpret this entire website, so... Yeah, it's a little bit frustrating. <laughs> so they're all about global self promotion. Yes. <laughs> well, yes. they do have an uh, like a. And they have a Facebook page as well. Though. They have a Facebook page, and they also have a an, a promo kit, which tells a little bit about the band, but it doesn't really talk about the new album. So right, exactly. So it's kind of hard. I mean, it's it depends on where you want to go with it all. So yeah. <laughs> So, so guys, I don't know if you realize this. I, I've been doing this for a long time, but I put my wife on the spot on a regular basis. And I say, "Can you look that up?" Because, because I can't look at both screens at the same time right. and talk. And yeah, so 
So anyway, the, the Hall of Fame is a, <clears throat> a double album, and it's it's just a monster thing. So, and like I said, it's huge in Germany. So, uh, to me, but the funny part was that when he put it on, I was like, this sounds, sounds very familiar. familiar. Yeah. And and Hemi in, in chat also said the same thing. He's like, this sounds familiar. What is it? And like, yeah, we've played them before, but that, it was like the, the piece that we played. I was like, I have heard this before. Why is this? This feels like, but it's new. So I don't know. I guess maybe it's all of a piece with them. In terms of their their music is very has, yeah I, has, I think it has yeah. a consistent sound to it but anyway I that was a fantastic piece I don't have much more just because unfortunately my German sucks um, yeah you're gonna have to get so, on that yeah I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to learn German for this show so if you want to learn more about Carbo or German or German <laughs> go to their website and the band history will take you to their <laughs> Wikipedia page in German and you can learn more about them <laughs> as long as you know German you know last year this time we were coming back from France and I was all gung-ho uh, about I'm going to speak French now I'm going to do it you, and I went for were, a month and a half to two months I was going to say you did very well for and a I, bit there it's still kind of sitting in audible and I'm like I need to go back but now we're talking about learning German so we need to go to Germany I oh yeah yeah okay I think mom and dad would be okay with that I think so too probably yeah you know what? He's in chat. You can ask. That's true. <laughs> All right, Dad. We're, let's plan our next move. <laughs> our, our next trip is Germany. We need to go out and see Frank. So, uh, <gasps> well, yeah. They're in India. They will so. come back to Germany at uh, some that's point. That's true. It's true. Yes. Okay. So, we have special guests in the audience here. We have an audience. This is crazy. I know. It's nuts. Um, uh, but the first special guest I'm going to really turn you on to is Mr. Chris Brown, Woo-hoo! also known as C.S. Brown, um, formerly of Ghost Circus. And formerly of his other C.S. Brown act. Uh, so he's going to tell us all about what he's been doing, what he's up to, and a new album coming out very soon. Well, I've been away for a while, and um, I'm, I'm back to work now <laughs> and after, uh, after, after a good bit of a hiatus. Um, had a little uh, medical issue, which we'll get into that later. And uh, took some time away from music, got outside of the bubble, which was really nice. But, you know, I'm kind of like Al Pacino, the only good line that came out of Godfather 3, you know, just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. <laughs> and so, you know, the the urge to get the the this most, most recent album out and uh, finished uh, was overwhelming. Plus, I started to have new ideas. So, what I've been working on is a little bit more of what, if you're familiar with my music, which I know uh, Walt and some of the other folks in the chat are, um, of course, with Ghost Circus and with Roswell 6 and all that sort of thing, I was pretty well known for the guitar playing. Of course, in Ghost Circus, I did the vocals, but I do not like singing. I'm sorry, I don't. So that's not going to happen. And I've always wanted to be more of an instrumental musician, uh, following more in the footsteps of people like Joe Satriani and Steve Vai. And so a few years ago, I released an album called Arcade. And I don't think it was what people were expecting. We Um, loved it. I liked it, yeah. Well, it's it's half guitar, half electronic, just straight up electronic stuff. And it it was born out of music that I've made for Dragon Con, Mm. um, for for the bumpers and stuff for Dragon Con TV. And uh, for those of you who don't know, Dragon Con is a gigantic um, 
I guess now it's moved into like full blown multimedia convention. It's yeah. convention. South's answer to Comic Con ultimately, it, yeah. but it's by fans, run by fans for fans yeah, kind of thing. So, yeah. so, so the corporate entities aren't really taking right. over. Yeah, and so I'd been doing music for that, and that morphed into the arcade album, uh, which is available on Amazon and iTunes and all those other wonderful places. Uh, should you be interested in it, uh, just for a warning, it, it does venture towards the EDM, and it is instrumental. So after that, I started working on what would be what I thought would be the exact album that I've always wanted to do, and it sort of snowballed into, believe it or not, an instrumental concept album. Uh, it is called Galaxies. It does have a story. Um, I will explain that, but right now, why don't we actually hear? We're, 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 I'm, I'm going to do something special for everyone here because I've been away for so long and no one's heard anything from me. Uh, we're not going to play one. We're not going to play two. We're going to play three tracks off of the new album. And these are still, these aren't 100% ready. Um, but I wanted to bring something especially for you. So um, the first one that we're going to listen to is called Superluminal. And take it away, Woodrow. Okay. Here we go. Whoops. Got to hit the right buttons.
some choice music from uh, Mr. C.S. Brown. King's X Lost in Germany, which he has pointed out is topical <laughs> because we were talking about Karibo and their German heritage. Uh, before that, C.S. Brown with Super, Super Luminal. Yes, it means faster than light. Faster than light. Which ties in perfectly to the uh, concept of the album. And once again, the, the new album is called Galaxies. It is an instrumental concept. Uh, it tells the story. If you go to the arcade album, there is a song on there called Star Harvester. And Star Harvester was a single song that told a quick sci-fi story, in my mind at least, about a race of beings who travel through the universe in a gigantic, uh, and I mean seriously gigantic, space vessel that has the ability to, it has a, fr- a large round front end that literally swallows suns because they're so dependent, they've become so dependent on energy that they've depleted their resources on their planet and so now they have to go and wreck it for the rest of uh, the rest of the universe. Of course. Um, by stealing the, the, literally they need the power of suns and they exhaust them on a regular basis. Wow. And so, and the Star Harvester itself is a, it, it's such a massive vessel that even if, if they go into a, a, a star system that has um, defense capabilities for any inhabited planet, there's nothing that can be done against it because it's just so massive and uh, is so well armored. Um, but anyway, that sort of morphed into an, an, another idea of, okay, so shoe on the other foot. What about the beings on, on said planet? And so the album actually kicks off with, um, with what would be the equivalent of four scientists um, who have launched from their planet, which is about to be destroyed because the Star Harvester is about to swallow their sun. They would be the final uh, remnants of this race. And the only thing that they have not achieved in space travel is faster than light travel. However, there is a quantum singularity, which is the title of the first track on the album, uh, <laughs> within reach of them. And uh, as far as with their current space technology, and they've built a ship that they theorize if they go through the black hole uh it will essentially create a wormhole and propel their vessel and power their vessel properly so as to achieve light speed and so where we picked up with that particular piece is where you've got the soft intro where they're they've gone through the black hole and they're they're waking up and they look at the instruments and they realize they are they have achieved it and it worked and they're on their way to the adventure that awaits them in the rest of the galaxy. So there you go. That's that's the basic concept of at least the beginning of the album itself. Excellent. I'm I'm excited to hear more. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I, I'm just going to say this just just because uh, just because uh, there there was a. a a mention about this. I was not going to say this, but here's a little piece of trivia for you. Um, there was mention that that sounded kind of like Ghost Circus. <laughs> that actually was the last piece that I wrote um, to submit uh, to to Ron when uh, when Ghost Circus right before Ghost Circus split. 
And so that was the final, from my end of it, that was the final Go Circus piece. And so I turned it into, into an instrumental, and it is what it is now. But it, it, it does have a bit of a different feel than a lot of the stuff on the album, but the album has such a range to it. That's one of the things I really try to do, because you're telling a story. It's not so much about the the noodly noodly as uh, on the guitar as much as it is about telling a narrative mm. through the guitar. Mm-hmm. So... Um, so that that that's that's a little piece of trivia that you can carry with you, and I will probably never tell that again. <laughs> so, <laughs> only on this this podcast. <laughs> so yeah, that's and that's that. So now though, we're going to uh, get into something a little different than what you normally hear here on Sounds completely. Now different. for something completely different. <laughs> um. Woody and I were talking a lot about uh, musical influences and that sort of thing. And where I come from musically, of course, there's the obvious, okay? Uh, The the prog and the metal and the prog metal and the adult contemporary prog metal. And (laughs) I I invented a genre earlier. I'm very proud of myself. Um, But there were a lot of other factors. I'm really big on songwriting and atmosphere. And Galaxies really shows that. Arcade did to a certain degree, too. And I've always written either on a theme or on a concept. And where that comes from is a lot of the music that I uh, grew up with, which was which had nothing to do with any of, of, of those genres. And what, what have we got queued up first there, Woody? Uh, Kitchens of Distinction. Okay, so Kitchens of Distinction. Uh, some of this music is starting to get lost to time, unfortunately. And this uh, KOD is a band that came out of the late 80s and early 90s. British band, British trio. And when you hear this, it will sound like synths and all that good stuff. But it's actually just guitar, bass, and drums. And there's really no way to explain what they were. They they were one of those bands that sort of invented the shoegazing style but they they're not a morbid band by any stretch of the imagination and they're just big thick and lush in their sound and they were such a gigantic influence on me on how to texturalize songs so let's listen to a spray by kitchens of distinction all right i 
All right. Mr. Chris, tell us about what we've just heard. We heard Kitchens of Distinction and Peter Murphy and Nightingale. Yeah, these... All three of those were, at different points, were big influences on me, um, especially from a songwriting standpoint and a production standpoint. And there's a tendency, especially with uh, guitar players in particular, um, to put technique and uh, pyrotechnics first. Um, it's, it's one of the issues that a lot of people have with the instrumental music in general. And a lot of that comes from not having ter- terribly many influences outside of the bubble of uh, technical guitar. And I, I always have tried to have a, a broad scope in, in what I listen to. Um, there are very few things that I just flat out don't like. And, and in, in my opinion, there's really only two types of music. There's good music and bad music, uh, really, at the end of the day. And um, so I, I tried to gravitate towards some of the best of different genres, and that's had a profound effect on the way that I produce music, the way I write music, and the way that I approach guitar playing, mostly because, to me, it's all about what serves the song best, and and it gives me more of a more of a perspective when producing. Um, even if I've worked on a part for days, at the end of it, if, if it's like, am, am I serving the song or am I serving my ego? Uh, I can still separate and, and, and look at it objectively like that. And when you listen to great songwriters, like Peter Murphy is a great example. Phenomenal songwriter. Um, especially once, once you get past the Bauhaus period. And into his solo stuff. By the time he hit Deep, which was his third album, which is the title track that we listened to, Deep Ocean, um, he really had it together. He knew exactly what he wanted to do. And um, he's able to convey even spiritual ideas without being preachy. And he still had a great vision for the music that surrounded his lyrics. And then when you get into something like Nightingale, that's that's more of the rock influence, but still, Dan's Fauna never does anything that doesn't serve the song first, and that's what makes him a phenomenal producer as well as as musician and and player. So, a little piece, a little nugget of advice: always take yourself outside of your comfort zone, uh, especially if you're a musician, and um, you know, listen to and. Play, at least play along with it and have an understanding of, of music outside of just what you do. And you pointed out when we played uh, Nightingale that, that that a lot of influence from Nightingale came into Ghost Circus. Yeah, into what I wrote for Ghost Circus. I don't know if Ron ever listened to any of, of, of that stuff, but uh, he was more uh, into things like Marillion. Um, what else were, were some of his uh, uh, big bands? Um. Oh shoot. I guess like arena would maybe be like the heaviest thing that he was really into that I can think of. But uh, and ultimately, that's that's part of why we went separate ways. Is is initially is because you know we were we both ended up going in very different directions musically and just couldn't you know couldn't come together on on an idea. So when we we decided that when at one point when we started the the outfit that when that happened, uh, we would just call it quits and and actually it ended up being a good thing i mean you know 
Um, Prog Rock Records is is defunct at this point. So, um, which I did get to meet Sean, by the way, finally face to face. That was nice. Uh, he came out to Nashville for a convention a few years ago, and so we hung out, and he came down to Murfreesboro, and we went to uh, Slick Pig and ate barbecue. That was what there that was the go. main thing he wanted to do was he when when he was down here was go to a great like you know redneck barbecue joint so I'm like okay I know the best one <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway yeah that's so that's kind of an encapsulation of of where I'm coming from with a lot of this music that I'm showing today and I've always wanted the opportunity to get out there and and show the influences that are not necessarily the ones that I wear on my sleeve and yeah 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 i mean uh, without question but and i hope that shows especially in the next piece from the album that we're going to play uh which is coming up here in uh, next and this one's called star station alpha and i'll give you the setup of it uh basically our heroes have journeyed a good bit through through space and they have reached a uh a waypoint which is a space station uh that think think Babylon Five and you'll kind of have the basic idea. But this is sort of a uh, this this is sort of a uh, convenience store in space, but with uh, but but with a bar and a lounge and all that. And I tried to imagine what an alien lounge act would sound like. <laughs> so this is my idea of an alien lounge act, and the name of this piece is Star Station Alpha. <laughs>
one thing I always appreciate on Soundscape is getting to hear music that I have not heard before. And Blue Murder, I have not heard it is before. A sad thing you missed out. They they put out two albums. That's for for those also who had never heard of them. That is John Sykes, better known from his time in Thin Lizzy and White Snake. Uh, on guitar and lead vocal, and he was a huge influence on me as a player, which is obvious. Um, and also Tony Franklin on bass and Carmine and Peace on drums. They were I've always been fascinated with trios. Okay, so Rush, Blue Murder, uh, Kings X, all that kind of stuff. And that's part of the. It's a big part of the reason why when I play out live with the band, I've got two shows. I've got what I call guitar karaoke which is my one-person show. It's very similar to what Jennifer Batten's been doing, uh, what Buckethead's been doing lately, because you don't make a lot of money doing this type of music. And so sometimes traveling and paying musicians and that sort of thing, it just isn't feasible. So I play the backing tracks and stuff. Uh, but then I've got a, an actual live show, and I just, I, I've got to get a new bass player. But the drummer that's on the album is my regular drummer. His name is Noah Hungate. Uh, if the last name sounds familiar, he is actually the son of David Hungate, who is the original bassist from Toto. And um, so Noah came up. It, it's amazing. I mean, he's his first his first big influences were Neil Peart and obviously uh, Jeff Procaro. <laughs> so you know, it's that's great influences to have off the gate. But he just he really gets my music and. Um, whenever we get our next bass player auditioned and in and, and the band, we have a tendency to sound very, very big live, and Blue Murder definitely achieved that. Um, so that's where that was a big influence, was how to... every Everybody fills their space right in a power trio if it's done correctly. So, yeah, that's just a huge influence uh, on me. And uh, two things came out of chat. Woody, I do oh, believe. Oh, yeah. Uh, the first question was, it, is your music influenced at all by classical music, or is your writing influenced by classical music? Not at all. <laughs> I, 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 honestly, that's that's an oh. intentional... No sound. No sound? No sound. Okay. We hear us. Why don't you hear us? That's really weird. We haven't changed anything. No, we haven't. Oh no! It's it's. Oh, I it's think popping it's, in and out is what. Hmm. Is, is that only for oh, that one person be. in chat, or is that for everyone in chat? That's that's, that's the question, question that needs to be answered. Yes. Um, because we're all clear here, and yeah. I, I don't see people dropping off or anything. So. Um, I'll check. Well, let's keep going, and then yeah, we'll, technical we'll just, assistance from the audience would be great. Yeah. Yes, exactly. But um, so, but sorry. no conscious decision. It's that once again is a guitar player thing. Um, you know, if you're into the classical slash neoclassical thing, you go the Ingve route uh, a lot of the time. Which I know Ingve is more Baroque music than anything else because Bach was was really more of his thing. Um, but. Not really. I, I, I listen to classical on occasion. Um, I, I My dad was always into it, so we, we had classical music around the house. So I'm sure that parts of it seep in. The only time it does influence me is in the keyboard section. Um, when, I, when I'm doing... When, I, when I'm finding certain arpeggios or patterns or something with, with keys. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, I was big into Chopin for a while, so that does... I guess that does creep into it, but it's not a 
like direct. It's not a conscious yeah. influence, yeah, really. It's not a conscious influence. It's just something in your musical genome. Yep. And then the other question was about um, the release of the album. And yeah, when's the album okay. coming out? Good question. Uh, <laughs> I've been away for a while, and um, so this album has been a long time in getting ready. We've got one or two little technical things left to do um, to get it prepared. It will be a digital release. Uh, no reason right now to bother with physical CDs and stuff. Um, but stay tuned to csbrownmusic.com, which still has the old arcade stuff. Um, and there will be, within the next, I'll, I'll tell you what, within the next four weeks, there will be a, um, a, a notice up there on how to get the album, when, or at least when the album will be coming out. Um, so pre-orders really aren't necessary when it comes to digital. So it will just, yeah. I will give, there, there's actually a trailer on YouTube. You can type in CS Brown galaxies on YouTube and see a little, a, a little video trailer that, uh, that I put together. And I am, that that's part of it is I'm opening my studio, stuffy room studios to the public, uh, making it a more commercial studio. We do have the ability to do drums. We actually have a kit set up in the studio. Um, so there's that going on, which has been taking up a lot of my time. And then um, also the the video side of things. I'm getting the YouTube channel up and going. So there's a lot of irons in the fire. Plus, I'm working on two different live shows at the moment. So it's it's a lot of things going on. The album, I have to wait on, on Noah. He needs to come in and improve some things in particular. So and he's on the road with an, with, with uh, another act. He and his wife just recently had a baby. So congratulations, Noah. Um, and so you know he's he's got to keep on working, man. He's he's got to get out there on the road and, and do what he does. So uh, yeah, that's that's all the info. I, I hate to be so vague, but I'm hoping within the next month or so to have at least information on exactly when this is coming out. But as you can tell, it's almost there. We just we've just got a couple of little loose ends to tie up in the production, and we'll be good to go. Yeah, that's exciting. Uh, Stuffy Room mm-hmm. Studios being a commercial option for you. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's got to do something. Like, like I said, this it's not you know when I'm not making music that the, the gear and stuff in there just kind of sits. So um, best might as to, well be used. Best to get it used, and and why not you know make make a buck off of it while you're at it. So, yeah. <laughs> no kidding. You know, um, which, uh, by the way, I, I like the idea that I know you didn't do this, but I heard it this way. Noah has another gig, and it's a baby. <laughs> oh, waka waka. Oh, jeez. Sorry, uh, that's uh, that's the way I heard it. I just like, yeah, okay, a baby's a gig. Yeah, oh, baby is it's it's a twenty four seven time job, gig. man. Yeah, just 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 ask his wife. Yeah, it's it's a full time gig. <laughs> So, but they're very happy, and and the baby's happy and healthy, and I, he's he's starting to show like facial emotions and things, you know, uh. like like when whenever Noah comes home off the road, he just gets this gigantic huge grin on his face when he sees oh. him, and mm. just goes bananas. That's awesome. So yeah, excellent. So so we've gone from talking about technical music stuff to talking about our domestic lives. I, I'm <laughs> doing that. I just I can derail us very quickly. So you know, the, but yeah, that's that's what's been going on. And just to just so that people know, also uh, the reason I was away for a couple of years was I, I I my body decided to try to kill me. 
um, <laughs> I had a heart attack. And that um, sidelined me for a bit, but then what really sidelined me when it comes to music was the depression that sets in after something like that. And so I took a couple of years and um, actually I, I separated myself from music entirely and the music scene and got into tabletop gaming and Magic the Gathering in particular and did a lot of magic tournaments and that sort of thing, trying to uh, get on the pro tour, that sort of stuff. So it became sort of like golf, but <laughs> but with but but with with cards instead and, and no exercise whatsoever. So that's that's what I've been doing for the past couple of years, quite frankly, and worked in a game store. So that's my life was was gaming for a while, and unfortunately now my game store closed. The owner decided to close up shop, not because of money, but just personal reasons. Oh, and well, that's sad. Reasons. Yeah, and so with that, it, it was funny. The timing was just so weird because. I had started to build the studio. I had started getting the, the the album together again. And then he announced he was closing the store. So it's like, all of this is serendipitous. I mean, it's all pointing to something. So here I am back full-fledged in the, in the business again and raring to go with a new album. And speaking of said new album, we have one more track to play, right? Woohoo! Yes, we do. So... Uh, queued up here, we've got Lunar Superior. Lunar Superior, which is, which is, it starts off in one direction that will be very apparent, especially to the people here in the in room. The, here in the house. <laughs> uh, and then it goes elsewhere. Uh, but this is one of, in, 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 in and of itself, it's one of the more prog songs on the album. So let's check out Lunar Superior. Woody. Here we go.
Influences of Mr. C.S. Brown there. We had uh, Duran Duran, The Seventh Stranger from Seven and the Ragged Tire, and The Cure, Out of Mind. Yes, um, Duran Duran, huge influence since, literally since their first album for me. Um, really loved them when I was a kid, and they've stuck with me ever since. And you have to understand what a, what a bizarre twist that was for me, because prior to that, it was all hard rock and stuff. It, it, it was... Uh, it, it was ACDC. Like that, you know, that was my favorite band of all time right. at that point. And you know, we're talking young here. We're talking ten and under, or so at this point. And so the thing about Duran Duran is they are, and, and we're talking about the original core band here, not so much like later on they would bring in people like Warren Cucurello from Frank Zappa's band and those kind of things, uh, and other great session players. But the original band itself was, um, they were amazing musicians, and they proved that you could do successful pop music and still be great players and great writers. Because, you know, the it's amazing to me that their songs became hits because you tell me what most of them are about. I don't, you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's no interpretation for Simon LeBond's lyrics in some cases. So, you know, like, like you pointed out, what do you like, the reflex, what, the, what the heck does that mean? It's a lonely child waiting it, in the dark. I know. It's the end. Uh, okay. I don't know. He was probably he was probably a spy for the Russians, I think. I think he was speaking in code through pop songs there at the time. Go. That's right. Subversive Duran Sub- Duran. Subversive Duran Duran. Um, and, and then with The Cure, man, I, I've... 
uh, Rush is my favorite band of all time, but my favorite album to listen to of all time, period, is still Disintegration from The Cure. One of the best pieces of work ever put out. And that song, Out of Mind, was a B-side that came out of the um, out of the uh, sessions for Disintegration. Um, so I'm really into like the deeper, you know, B sides and all the all the weird cuts from the Cure in particular. But um, yeah, that was that. They came on that perfect, you know, sixteen to sixteen to eighteen year old period. You know, when 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 they're you know they're you, you just sit around in your room and and you listen to the Cure and and, and the Smiths and you go, they're the only ones who understand me, man. <laughs> For me, that was Pink Floyd. <laughs> So, <laughs> but same idea. Yeah, same idea. Um, you know, it's interesting. Duran Duran. Uh, I have a weird history with Duran Duran because I started out. You know, I was probably about the same age you were when I first uh, got hit by Duran Duran, yeah. and I really enjoyed it. And then there was this kind of backlash among my friends. It was like, that's not a band you're supposed to like. And so I was impressionable enough that I was like, oh yeah, that's not a band I'm supposed to like. But now as I get older, it. To me, it's it's it fits in there with that kind of uh, prog light stuff, like like Yes was doing and Kansas and all those different bands were coming out and doing their own kind of '80s pop kind of version of prog. And I feel like Duran Duran fits into that right that mold pretty well. Yeah, they they were in that that whole new wave era. And you know, we we're talking last night. Talk talk yeah, belongs in yeah. that. Uh, in many ways, this I, I don't want people to throw things at me, but a flock of seagulls. Um, some of their stuff was hey, nothing wrong with space age. Uh, space age love, love song. song or... Yeah, I mean that's none of that. That's all fantastic. Look, that's great music, and of course Depeche Mode was being born out of all of that stuff mm -hmm. at the same time as well. Um, and so yeah, it, it's it's a great period, and it's it's not just an eighties nostalgia thing. Good music's good music. It doesn't matter you know right. what era it's from. So, you know, we're living in, in an interesting space right now where people think the music industry has evolved into something new. Actually, it's reverted when you look at it from the popular perspective, okay? In, in the progressive rock world and in the metal world in particular, we're still album-oriented. We're still, you know, into, you know, everything the band does. We want to get our hands on it. Right. But... In in the popular world, it's gone back to singles. It's gone back to the 1950s model, where you're a, a pop star in particular. Most of the time, they're here today, gone later today, and it moves at that kind of speed. And we've gone back to singles and putting people out on the road real fast to cash in on on what we've got and doing package tours because it's the only way that you can really afford to do it. And you know, so we, we've gone back in time when it comes to that sort of thing. And the sad thing about that is with the popular conscience moving away from album-oriented sales, you know, they're, they're buying singles, so they're not... A lot of this music that I played to, today is getting kind of lost to time in a way. It, it's great stuff that you've got to kind of dig a bit to find it. But let's face it, most, most folks who think about Duran Duran, they go on a nostalgia trip and they just want to hear Hungry Like the Wolf or one of the hits. You know, and they they were more than that, and so it it is in people's best interests. I talked about walking outside your comfort zone a little bit, 
it's it, musically you're doing yourself a favor going and finding these albums and digging into them all the way through man it's great stuff and and really most uh most prog musicians have multiple influences you know we we listen to prog on this station obviously but um you know someone like Stephen Wilson you know yeah. we played earlier and we'll play probably some more in a little while and he you know he just uh he's he wears his influences on his sleeve and he still manages to mean to to make uh, quite a splash in the prog world, but he's also coming from so many different directions. Yeah, and and I mean he produced several Opeth albums. Yeah. Okay. Like you you you're not a big fan of the growly vocals. I'm I'm trying to get you da, into the da, growly da, vocals. Da, 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 da. There, there there are good growly vocals out there, and especially in the ones that the the Opeth albums that Stephen Wilson produced. You know, yeah. those there's a clarity there in Ackerfeld's voice, even when he does the Cookie Monster style vocal. Um, you know, because he knew how to bring that out of it. Okay. Yeah. Um, and by he, I mean Stephen Wilson. So, yeah, he embraces, you can tell he embraces a lot of stuff that I, I would guess, you know, if you listen to the early Porcupine Tree albums, essentially, you know, it started, didn't Porcupine Tree start off essentially as a Pink Floyd? cover band or or wannabe act mostly yeah and and it it truly evolved and it seemed to evolve the more that he forced himself into different genres and and working with different different influences from all over the spectrum um you know i I, like my my personal favorite album by them is still sky move sideways but that's just i like the timbre of that that's still in that pink floyd era of theirs um but yeah, that's you know, stay outside your comfort zone. You know, even even if you're not a musician, especially if you're if you're a listener, because that's what keeps this music, uh, you know, alive is people actually paying attention to it and listening to it. And we wanted to be fresh, so that's you know, we the way to make it fresh is to pay attention to other stuff. Sure. And uh, so yeah, on that note, speaking speaking of paying attention to other stuff, you know, I, I've got a, a new album that's going to come out. <laughs> so we can pay attention to that it's, once again I, I'm, I'm going to take a little break here um, just warning you later on in the show I I have guitar will travel and I did and I have guitar with me <laughs> and later on we're going to have a little fun with the with, with the, some live stuff here um, uh, with with said guitar Excellent. and uh, but in the meantime um Give it about a month or so, I would say, and we should have an announcement on the release of Galaxies. And uh, you will be able to find all that information. Keep checking at csbrownmusic.com. And also check the YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and type in CS Brown and Galaxies. And that will take you to the trailer video, and you will also be able to create a link or subscribe to. That would be wonderful if you would subscribe mm. to my YouTube channel, which does music and Magic the Gathering and all that kind of fun stuff. Anything I'm into, that's all what I do. C.S. Brown. Pretty much. Yeah. And that's what this show has been to this point. So that explains why you're hearing things that you're like, wait a minute. I, I tuned in, and there's Duran Duran on a prog show. And, oh no, we played Duran Duran. They very much deserve to be on on such a show. Absolutely. So, so anyway, thanks for giving me the opportunity to uh, get in here and, and show some of this material and and pimp it a little bit. Absolutely. I appreciate it, Woody. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll certainly be telling the listeners when the new album comes out as well, and we'll be playing it like crazy. Cool. I'm gonna take a break, and I'll see you folks after a little bit. Excellent. So today, you know, Chris is here, obviously, but we also have some other friends here. 
we have Mike and Liz. Uh, Mike has been with us since we started for the most part. I think that he was maybe even in our first chat room. Possibly? I don't know. It, it could have been uh, one of the first shows. Yeah, it was, it was definitely early on. Um, so it's kind of like uh, we're, we're about 12 to 13 years old now, uh, Soundscape is, even though we've uh, gone through many derivations and we've, you know, we started Dividing Line and now we're at Prog Rock. Uh, but Mike's kind of been alongside all along, even though he had, probably hadn't popped into chat. And I don't know; it's been ages, Mike. It has been ages. <laughs> I, ha- I have been derelict in my duties to show up in the chat room. This is true. I, all I hear in my head is "Leave him alone. He's a family man." So it, it's <laughs> you. You got married. You had a impromptu family, and uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's understandable that things happen. And I, you know. As someone who's trying to build a family, I understand completely. So what I decided to do was sort of make this uh, a guest show for the most part. Um, Just a way to kind of relaunch since we've been kind of on hiatus for the past month and a half or so. Um, And let all my friends come over and and choose some great songs. So Mike has chosen some songs for us to play. Yeah, Threshold was something that was played at the at the beginning of the show, and it got me to thinking about a certain time in my life when I had first moved up to Atlanta, and I was listening to the Subsurface album, and one of the songs that really just hit me was this next song coming up that Woody's going to play for us. Uh, just um, I, I'm not that much of a prog metal fan. Uh, but this this band, there's something about this band that just always seems to get to me, and uh, and I'll let Woody take it from here because I'm not used to being on the radio. Well, you're doing fine. So uh, here's here's threshold and pressure.
A marvelous night for a moon dance with the stars up above in your eyes. A fantabulous night to make romance neat the cover of October skies. You know the leaves on the trees are falling to the sound of the breezes that blow. You know I'm trying to please to the calling of your heart strength that plays soft and low. You know the night. Seem to whisper and hush. You know the soft moonlight seems to shine in your blush. Can I just have one more moon dance with you, my love? Can I just make some more romance with you, my love? Well, I wanna make love to you tonight. I can't wait. Till the morning has come, and I know now the time is just right. And straight into my arms you will run. And when you come, my heart will be waiting to make sure that you're never alone. 
There and then all my dreams will come true, dear. There and then I will make you my own. And every time I touch you, you just travel inside. Then I know how much you want me that you can't hide. Can I just have one more, more dance with you, my love?
All right. Just a eclectic mix here at Soundscape this weekend. We started that set. Uh, that was Mike's set. So I'll let Mike and talk Liz. about it, except, and Liz. Um, but Liz didn't want to talk, so I just said, uh, it's Mike's set, and Liz will be talked about Phillips. by Mike. It's the Phillips set. It's the Phillips set. There you go. Ah, okay. <laughs> so, threshold, pressure. Okay, then after that, uh, there's been a lot of talk lately about Stephen Wilson and his new album, which which we all have differing opinions on. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. I, it's growing on me more and more, but I think what's got lost is Blackfield. Uh, never seems to give be given the proper appreciation. Uh, so I decided to go for a little of the old and a little of the new. And... Um, you know, while everyone that was a Stephen Wilson fan appreciated the beginning of Blackfield, it kind of fell off, fell on dead ears after a while with the later albums. But yeah. this last album, Blackfield 5, I just thought was incredible and just wanted to give it some credit. So in addition to playing uh, the first Blackfield, I uh, also wanted to give some credit to the newest one released last year. And how was your ride? Is just an incredible song. Yeah, I, I that was to me that album was a return back to form. It's like we shouldn't even had the the, the middle three maybe because there was some tele- terrible stuff there. I thought I I enjoyed uh, DNA uh, that Welcome to My DNA album. The four album was okay. Uh, I could understand because it didn't have the Stephen influence, but yeah, uh, but oh, but. The last Blackfield 5 is incredible, and if you have surround sound, I highly recommend getting it in 5.1. It's just Oh, I don't incredible. even think I realized there was a surround sound. Of course, it's, it's Stephen Wilson. There's a surround sound version somewhere. Of course, of course. <laughs> and then uh, my lovely wife got to uh, pick her set. Uh, Moondance has always been a favorite of hers, and, um, and we also had... Uh, Earthshine, which is just that—that's her, that—that's—that's that's who she is. That's everything. She is Lady Earthshine. She represents, and um, so it, it's just a great. And what was the last one that we played? Bad Moon Rising. Bad Moon Rising. Yes, CCR. We always, we can always appreciate some CCR. Uh, they have as, my favorite Susie song. Oh, that's true. That's true. And uh, as uh, Woody was saying, there's a bathroom on the right. <laughs> <laughs> there should always be a bathroom on the right, I say. It, well, I mean, in our house, it's on the left. So oh, yeah, what are you yeah. going to do? Hey, it depends on which, which way you're facing. If you're a cat, it's on the right. If you're, no, if you're coming, if you're facing back towards the hall, the living room, it's on the right. If you're cat, there's a bathroom anywhere. But... <laughs> Lord, let's not. not. No, 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 no. (laughs) Just the one place. Please. Uh, Yeah, sort of. Um, Anyway. (laughs) So thanks for a a great set, guys. Those were both great sets. Um, Thank you. I don't play Bad Moon Rising almost ever, so that's that's awesome to hear. I like it. And I love Moon Dance. Yes, that is a fantastic song. And I like Earthshine, but I'm not a Vapor Trails fan. I think that's probably been told before, so I don't have to rehash my thoughts. <laughs> I still like you. <laughs> yeah, well, see, my favorite Rush album is Hold Your Fire, and most people don't buy into that. 
And I love Hold Your Fire. That is a fantastic album. Well, like I was telling Chris yesterday, it, it's kind of a... I had just gotten my Honda Prelude. And I had just gotten Hold Your Fire. And in the tape deck, riding down the streets all over uh, Stone Mountain with it blaring. And I just was hooked. It's fantastic. And I like Taishan. <laughs> Me too, by the way. And they don't, but still... Everyone hates Tai Shan, but I love it. China sang to me, man. Exactly. I like it. It's a little cheesy, but I like it. <laughs> China, China Wilson sang song. to me. Uh, <laughs> no, it's right up there with Bangkok. Uh, <laughs> moving on. So, again, we're kind of uh, all over the place here. We're going to give Susie a chance to have a set of music as well. Woohoo! And she's picked out three tracks for us that she wants us to play. So what you got for us? Oh, so we're going to start with a David Gilmore song from this latest uh, Rattle That Lock album. This is just because we just saw... We just saw Live at Pompeii. Live at Pompeii. uh, David Gilmore, Live at Pompeii. The movie that they put out. Um, Some people had some negative things to say about that. Yeah. Some people didn't like the drummer. You know, you well, saw it, right? World's happiest drummer. He was the world's ha- seriously man. I, I loved it. He it was fantastic. Yeah. He was a fantastic drummer, but I swear to God, that smile never went away. And no, he, he was just constantly he smiling. Took delight in everything. I think he just really loved David. Like every time David would play a solo, he was like, "Oh my God, I'm up here with David Gilmore." <laughs> Which I think, if you were playing with him, I think that would be the way that I would feel as well. I would just not be able to get that grin off my. If face. I'd have been in the audience at at Pompeii there. I wouldn't have been able to get a grin off my face either. Yeah, quick quick note. Like, I don't go fanboy very often, but if I were to meet David Gilmore, he's one of the few people fanboy. I would go absolutely crazy oh, yeah. fanboy over. Well, considering they had the damn fireworks. Yeah. Yeah, the fireworks around the Coliseum. Uh, and you guys, you guys didn't of... see the movie. It's coming out uh, on Blu-ray and CD very soon, and uh, you'll get to check it out then. But... And they were at the end of Run Like Hell, yeah. basically, which is... One of my favorite songs ever. So I was just like, they did fireworks after Run Like Hell, and I wasn't there, and I was pissed. Because I'm like, I should damn well have been there. <sighs> yeah. So I turned to Susie and said, we got to stop just picking concerts at home. we got to like make our vacations about yes. concerts. So we're going to talk about that. We'll, we'll see how that goes. So anyway, we'll let you so, know. So that, that, and it's followed by Pariah from Stephen Wilson's latest album, which is my favorite song off that album. Um, I, her vocals are just off yeah. the charts beautiful yeah. so. and then I finish it up with Riverside um, a song from one of their really early albums and really a song from the time that we started Soundscape yes. because we had just been listening to Franz play some Riverside and then we were very excited to be able to play Riverside on yeah. our show yeah so it, it just it's you know kind of historical for us and I love Riverside so I just figured that would be a nice one to end with so that's my, there that's you go. my set That's her set. So uh, here we start with David Gilmore and the girl in the yellow dress. She mesmerizes with a smile Dark eyes as compelling as the bourbon The girl in the canary Yellow dress Says yes She flips 
tired of weakness, tired of my feet of clay. I'm tired of days to come. I'm tired of yesterday. And all the worn-out things that I ever said. Now it's much too late. The words stay in my head. Thing, Cause nothing really dies Nothing really ends
Well, there you have it. Susie's set here on Soundscape. Woohoo! Yeah. Love it. Hadn't heard that one in a while. That I is, know. Uh, I love that song. You said it differently. I always say Voltface, but... Voltaface? Voltaface. It's, it's Italian. I don't know. I have it's no fragile. idea. Fragile. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we heard uh, David Gilmore's Girl in the Yellow Dress, Stephen Wilson's Pariah, and Riverside with Volteface. <laughs> Volte. Face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So <laughs> we had this idea that we we're going to play Stump the Guitarist. Hello, I'm the guitarist. I'm back again. How you doing? Uh, I, had, I, had a, I had a nice pizza break. Mm. Was good. And, so. and so what we're going to do, I guess, is we're going to give you songs and you try to play them? Is that the I, idea? I, I thought we were going to specifically do Rush Stump the Guitarist. Okay. Because we've All got right. some big Rush fans here with us. and, and We do. That is, Rush is one of my One who is named Rush fan and one who is named Lady Earthshine. All right, yeah. so here are the rules, okay? Basically, name an album, a, a Rush album. Okay, I, I can pretty much guarantee I can play something off of every single album that they've ever done. At least one song. So, name an album, and we'll see what I can do. The only one that is off limits, believe it or not, this is much to Woody's chagrin, is Hold Your Fire. Just because that one, unfortunately, had... It, that's the keyboard album, man. Even Alex has said he had trouble getting into it. And I'm, I am set up right now for more of your... Hard rock stuff. Now that's really clipping right there. So okay. let's let's turn okay. it let's turn it down again. Turn it down up at the um, oh. uh, up at the up at the trim. Yeah. Until you don't see a red light there. Are you seeing the red light? Yep. You're saying this to a colorblind person. Oh, well, there is a light that is blinking underneath that. And, oh, oh between, under that, uh, under that. Yeah. Excuse us, Wally. This, this is what it's like when you text stuff. Yeah. So that's almost, that's completely off right there. Okay. Well, then adjust down at the, down at the other level. That'll work. I think, yeah. I think that'll be fine. Okay. So there's just going to be a little bit of feedback static. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you hear... Actually, it just went away, the feedback that static. That buzz right there. Okay, that buzz oh, yeah, right there. That's there coming is. from the guitar amp. Okay. Okay, and then I turn my volume down and and and, and will not have it. So, yeah. okay. so folks, we you're not... Nothing is wrong with your listening devices. It's just that... Um, you know, I, I, the guitar, guitars and tube amps, they just make noise. Okay, that's just all there is to it. We'll control the horizontal. We'll control uh, yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking immediately, so, right? So we need one of one of you two need to get it back up on the mic if if you're gonna if we're gonna play this game. Well, I can tell you that that Walter already has one picked. Okay, all right, all right. So we'll we'll start with you. What's what's what what what's your what do you think? Which which Rush album do you think you can stump me on? Feedback. Ha 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 
I'm a big Who fan too. Yes. So. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> See, you thought you could get me, but no, no, no. See, they're trying to throw me curveballs here. Sorry that the sound is a little bit fuzzy. Believe me, in, in the room it doesn't sound no, that bad at all. No, it sounds great in the room. So yeah. we're we're just having a little a, a, a few audio issues there, but it, you'll get the point. So all right, your turn. Caress of steel. Caress, Caress of, of steel. Does that work for you? Timmy said he preferred you playing Necromancer. <laughs> he can prefer all he wants. I think I'm going bald. Sorry. Okay, so let's see. Next album. Presto. I'll do two. So that's the obvious one. Yeah. This one, Woody couldn't guess what I was playing last night. I was playing that's, this one. Yeah. They got it. Superconductor. Yep. Okay. Great. That's a great little riff. All right. So we're, now we're going to let Woody choose one. Oh, well, this, I'm going to not go, hold your fire. I'm going to go with <laughs> I'm going to go with what what uh, Walter has suggested. So with a name like Hemispherical Walter, what do you think he's choosing? Yeah, Farewell the Kings. Uh, Twenty-one hemispheres. Uh, fly by night. No. <laughs> Working man. Get the gist. We had to no. squeeze the Alex Lifeson cord in there somewhere. Right. <laughs> anyway, that rail that rattles on forever and ever and ever. So, and I, of course, I, I think what what Walt would probably prefer that I play. Um, I'm not screw it up completely there. I have not played that since I was a teenager. Wow. But yeah. Okay, well for for that being that long, you're right on it. No, not on the lead part I wasn't, but Well, yeah. But no, the rhythm part, yeah. I mean, I just I, I love that. That's such a great rhythm. Um okay. So, we're back right <coughs> to you. Grace under pressure. Mm. Boy, am am I Between glad the wheels. Am I glad well, that I, I would have to do the D thing for that. Okay.
and on and on like that. Yep. Just I'm just playing the basic riffs. Okay, that's uh, that's that's all we need to do because I I can lose myself in in all of this. <laughs> Test for echo. TFE. <laughs> Is it my turn to drive? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, you got a look, too. What you got there, Woodrow? Uh, I mean, you're hitting most of it. Uh, let's go to uh, something for 2112. Well, there's, I mean, the obvious obvious. Yeah. That's the, that's the modern metal version. Yeah, <laughs> But of course, I, I could go on. Since we got the delay. <laughs> you know, and twenty one twelve. But that's another one we don't want to be here for half an hour <laughs> just hearing the guitar on that. Especially when we get to you know the discovery. You know, I can yeah, see her. Yeah, thinking. You know, say so you're tuning the guitar. That, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's no fun for anyone. Uh, All right. So, let's see. I'm going to pick one. Hey, there you go. Um, see, if, see, if, see if you know this one. that tune clockwork angels yes there you go there we go i i go all the way up to the most recent stuff i, I, I love the clockwork angels album absolutely love that album uh something for you you already know i can play this but You love that song, so there you go. There's the riff. There's the riff for you. <laughs> so what else? What else are we going to do here? Well, uh, we don't have a lot of time left right oh. now. Unfortunately, we have like 15 minutes left. Yeah. I mean, we can probably go just a little bit past the 15 minutes left, but, but not I, much. But I was about to get to my Van Halen section. We'll of do it. it. Ah, I'm kidding. No, Let me see. Come on. Eruption. That's it. Why don't I screw that up when I when I'm this one of the easiest songs? Only in the world. on air, because you played this fine last night. I 
know why, because I'm overthinking it, because I, I listened to the isolated guitar the other night on that one, and I noticed that it's not a pair. Most people just do the, 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 like the three-note power chord with that. Like that. Yeah. When you really listen to Eddie's isolated track, you can hear he's doing the full, like with the major third. It's just that on those first two chords, the way that his amp is set up, the way it's doing its natural compression, it does it, it compresses those high notes a little bit lower, so they're almost subconscious. And of course, when it's buried in there with the with the drums and the bass and everything, you don't really hear it. Yeah, you don't really hear yeah. it. So I'm I'm trying to find a way to pick it and capture those those the, notes, those notes mm -hmm. the right way yeah. without them being terribly obvious. So yeah, there there's so many subtleties to Van Halen. There, he it seems like he's such an in-your-face type of guitar player, and he's not. It is his stuff. I've I've heard people who proclaim to be Van Halen experts that still don't get his playing all the way. They just you know he's just he's a hybrid of everything, and he's got so much jazz influence that is not uh, because he's not playing in a jazz environment. It it's not readily apparent. But yeah. he's got more jazz. You listen to listen to Halen, and there's and his solos in songs, they're more influenced by jazz than they are by blues any day of the week. Hmm. You know, okay. You know he doesn't because he doesn't lean on just like a, a lot of rock players lean on what's called the pentatonic minor scale, right? And you know that's where we get you know all of our stuff like. Okay, mm -hmm. so that kind of bluesy stuff, and he he will start off pentatonic a little bit, and then he'll go into something a little more esoteric, but come back around to it. And so it's it's really interesting. It's sorry, I didn't mean to go off on a tangent no, yeah. about the, the subtleties of Eddie Van Halen. Of course, but uh, yeah, that's that's the I, I'm trying to get more into those kind of little tiny details. So, once again, folks, sorry that the guitar sound is not entirely up to what I would consider stand, my standard, but that's okay. Uh, we're just, we're it's, riffing, it's and I'm not playing my own stuff. So, yeah. It's better than it would have been if we hadn't worked with it so much. So, anyway, what are we are we closing up shop here, Woodrow? We, we pretty much are, yeah, unfortunately. Because you've got to go away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if thanks, had, thanks for playing a... Stump the Guitar Player, Rush Woo! Edition. Excellent. Thank you. Very nice job. It was awesome. And I even tried to stump myself there towards the end. <laughs> and I did. I almost did with, with Van Halen. So um, so you had a couple of tracks you wanted us to queue up. and uh, Yep. Okay. I've got one track on my mind, so I'm going to play these three tracks all together and make that our closeout completely. <clears throat> all right. So where, where, where does No New Tale to Tell fall in this, in this bunch of tracks? Uh, you know, this song that I want to play doesn't fit anywhere in here, so I think I'll put it first. Okay. Uh, and then we so, can end with No New Tale. So we're going to end we'll on. We'll end with uh, a Love and Rockets song. <clears throat> Tell you what, we're going to end on Love and Rockets. And there's a reason for that because the song, the first Love and Rockets song, we're going to play two LR songs. The first one is called No New Tale to Tell. And it was the very first song that I learned how to play on the guitar. And so that literally was the first song that got the ball rolling. And so when I talk about unusual influences, you know, you would think that I would have started with the Van Halen stuff, but no, started with that. And so I got out my dad's guitar and my dad's chord book, and I had the cassette of, of Earth, Sun, Moon by Eleven Rockets, 
Uh, the liner notes on the inside were actually a copy of their handwritten notes, and they had the chords, the guitar chords, written next to oh, the I lyrics. That. Yeah. And so I <coughs> followed that and learned the chord shapes. And the first chords that I learned were F. Well, hang on, I've still got the pitchfork on. F, C, G, and D. Okay. Okay. So those were the very first chords that I ever learned. Yeah. And A, I'm sorry, A. I learned I learned A because it ends in A. So what you'll hear there is is the song that got me started playing guitar. And then the one after it is just a perfect ending song by them. It's a little acoustic instrumental called Sawdade. Yeah, that is just fantastic piece. One of the most wonderful pieces of uh, little pieces of music that's that I've ever encountered in in my in in my travels and explorations in music. There you go. All right. So the thing that's on my mind, and it has nothing to do with anything else we've done, except for the fact that I don't want my weekend to end. Amen. <laughs> I've had such a good time today, and actually today, even though I'm still I still have a fall cold, I still have what we call con crud. Uh, I'm feeling better than I've felt in a while. So, um, yeah, I've got Friday on my mind. So this is Gary Moore, and uh, we'll come into Love and Rockets after that. And thank you guys for listening. Thank you so much for hanging out. We'll be back in a couple of weeks, and uh, we'll, we'll check out whatever's going on then. Bye. <laughs> See you, everybody. <laughs> Crap, Ola. <laughs> Woody screwed up. It would not be a soundscape show without no, it some really wouldn't. kind it, it, of No, it's supposed to be better up. than that, though. It's, you know what? It's okay, because your, your sign-off was a little weak sauce there, man. <laughs> it really was. It was kind of, you know, it, and, and then I'm, I'm, I'm going away now. Okay, bye. Bye. That's, no, bye. You, don't need to, you don't need to show like this on that note. <laughs> All right, so have so, you got the right track? I have the right track up? now. I'm going to play the selected track. All right. So everybody have a wonderful rest of your weekend. I still have Friday on my mind. Damn it. Well, th see, that's your problem is you're living in the past, man. <laughs> Live in the now, man. That's right. Live in the now. Because <laughs> right. even when you're living in the past, you're living in the now because you're living in the past in the now. There you go.